handsome dame waddled across to the lift briskly enough. Her husband, who had been talking to me, looked at Poirot inquiringly. Madame, your wife is so amiable as to insist on showing me her pearl necklace, explained the latter. Oh, the pearls! Oppleson smiled in a satisfied fashion. Well, they are worth seeing. Cost a pretty penny, too. Still, the money's there all right. I could get what I paid for the many day. Well, perhaps more. Oh, may have to, too, if things go on as they are now. Money's confoundedly tight in the city. All this infernal EPD, he rambled on, launching into technicalities where I could not follow him. He was interrupted by a small page-boy who approached and murmured something in his ear. Eh, what? What? Oh, well, well, yes, I'll come at once. Oh, not taken ill, is she? Excuse me, gentlemen. He left us abruptly. Poirot leaned back and lit one of his tiny Russian cigarettes. Then, carefully and meticulously, he arranged the empty coffee cups in a neat row and beamed happily on the result. The minutes passed. The Oppelsons did not return. Curious, I remarked at length. I wonder when they will come back. Poirot watched the ascending spirals of smoke and then said thoughtfully, they will not come back. Oh, why? Because, my friend, something has happened. Well, what sort of thing? How, how do you know? I asked curiously. Poirot smiled. A few minutes ago, the manager came hurriedly out of his office and ran upstairs. Now, he was much agitated. The lift boy is deep in talk with one of the pages. The lift bell has rung three times, but he heeds it not. Thirdly, even the waiters are distrait. And to make a waiter distrait? <clears throat> Poirot shook his head with an air of finality. The affair must indeed be of the first magnitude. Ah, uh -huh. it is as I thought. Here comes the police. Two men had just entered the hotel. One in uniform, the other in plain clothes. They spoke to a page and were immediately ushered upstairs. A few minutes later, the same boy descended and came up to where we were sitting. Mr. Opperson's compliments, and would you step upstairs? Poirot sprang nimbly to his feet. One would have said that he awaited the summons. I followed with no less alacrity. The Opperson's apartments were situated on the first floor. After knocking on the door, the page boy retired, and we answered the summons. Come in. A strange scene met our eyes. The room was Mrs. Oppelson's bedroom, and in the centre of it, lying back in an armchair, was the lady herself, weeping violently. She presented an extraordinary spectacle, with the tears making great furrows in the powder with which her complexion was liberally coated. Mr. Oppelson was striding up and down angrily. The two police officials stood in the middle of the room, one with a notebook in hand. A hotel chambermaid, looking frightened to death, stood by the fireplace, and on the other side of the room, a French woman, obviously Mrs. Oppelson's maid.